0: Megan Funnel Sports is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. You must be 21 or older. And welcome to a brand
1: new It's Almost Football Season episode of Megan Fun of Sports. I am Megan Gailey, joined by the incomparable Megan Connolly, who is, who is coming to us from... On a,
0: location. I think we should say she's on location, right? On
1: location near LaGuardia. So that yes. feels Jets specific.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh, Megan. As we know, I've been living in a hotel in Connecticut. This is very well documented at this point. Um, this morning, I went on a little run around Connecticut. I saw two little boys on their way to school, riding bikes, wearing Jets jerseys, having the long socks on, Wow. Um, you know, the ones that, you know, ah. they really look like baseball socks. Um, And it made me happy in a weird way just because I love that. I love. I miss being a kid and being that type of fan where all you have is hope. And obviously, the Jets have hope right now. Wish they weren't wearing Jets jerseys because not a huge fan of the Jets. And we will get to that later when we talk about hard knocks. But yes, I'm sitting outside of a coffee shop in New Rochelle, New York. I sort of, um, oh, I don't even know. It's It was kind of my options today since you guys are on Pacific time. I am on Eastern time. It was either um, do the show at 6 a.m. your time, which was not going to happen, or mm-hmm. do the show when I finally get home. <sighs> a truck just went by. I apologize it was quiet
1: it was quiet the it truck was, was being was
0: very respectful very respectful of Megan from the sports you must be a listener must be yeah, a fan but um Can. or do it once I get home which is gonna be like 10 o'clock my time which is absolutely not going to work so sitting outside of a coffee shop um I'm like 20 minutes from LaGuardia so I won't miss my flight either which is great yeah. this is this is good well I'm you're glad to go
1: your glam looks great. I am comfortably in my home. Oh, we have to give a special congrats and celebration to our girl, Serena Williams, who had her second baby girl, which like, I can't, it's really hard for me to not be like, oh my God, now she has a Serena and a Venus. Like she made two sisters and they obviously can go on to do whatever they want. I, I don't need to force people whose children I'll their me into tennis but the parallels there were really beautiful to me
0: absolutely congratulations to her congratulate oh well I'll get to that in my mention of the week I don't want to spoil anything at all um but before we dive into mentions of the week something happened to me and I've been thinking about it for a week and I really wanted to um bring it up with you on the pod and ask your opinion for this so as I have mentioned dozens of times living in the hotel um the hotel that I'm living in is a hotel that a lot of people book their wedding blocks at. Uh A lot of people. So every weekend, there is either a rehearsal dinner situation on Friday night or a Friday
1: night
0: wedding wedding situation. And I come back uh, from work Friday. I get done around 11. Mm -hmm. And I have been flying home for one day on Saturdays. And my flight is at like 6. So I need to be up early. Now, I respect the wedding culture. I respect the fact that these people are having a good time. But there is a beautiful courtyard in the hotel where they can do that. And it is indoors and they can have a good time. Now, um, the room that was actually next to me on Friday night, it was the room that they continued the party in, right? So I get into my bed and I was like, Megan, just uh, take it all in and close your eyes and pretend like it's not happening. You don't want to be rude. You don't want to, you know, this is someone's wedding day. You don't want to tell them to be quiet, but it was after one in the morning and it kept getting louder and louder and louder. I'm very self-conscious of my haircut because as soon as I say anything, everybody just says, shut up, Karen. So I really try to read the room with all of that, but I didn't want to like call the front desk and be a total Karen. So instead what I did was I just politely knocked on the wall next to me to be like, Hey guys, keep it down a little. And I just wanted to check in you. Is this so, check in with you? Is this socially acceptable? Did I do the right thing? Um, how would you have reacted to be on the receiving end of a one a.m. knock to keep it down?
1: Well, how did they react?
0: Oh, well, they got quiet. Nobody they yelled. Did? Nobody said anything. They got quiet right away. Yep, they. It, the knock was received.
1: Okay. Then that seems like you did the right thing. I just don't think I would have the bravery because I would be afraid they would retaliate. And well, I was
0: it, checking out in the morning. Peace out. Then it would be like, boom, 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 boom. I, so I've been the drunk
1: person being too loud. And I've also evolved into the person who calls the front desks and, and tells them that the room is being too loud.
0: Cause the thing is, so if you would the- have called the front desk. You wouldn't have knocked. You would have front desked it.
1: I would have called the front desk. Uh, okay, oh, and I'm yeah. not, listen, I'm not proud of that. But like, if I got to get sleep, if Conrad was in the room with me, I probably would have knocked on the door and been like, I have a baby. Oh, here's $50. Can you go someplace else?
0: Yeah. I thought about the front desk situation, but then I was like, you know what? I don't need to get them involved. They're busy. I don't want to get these people really in trouble. I'll just give them a little knock. But I didn't know if that was like, the more passive-aggressive way of handling the situation, or the less passive-aggressive way? No,
1: I think it's less passive-aggressive because you went you you went to the source yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wouldn't. I would be afraid that then they would start banging on the walls and screaming and doing sort of paranormal activity things. Okay. Now I, I have something to tell you. I was contacted okay. not by the Indianapolis cult, but like via the Indianapolis. Indianapolis Colts through someone else. Now, you know, my dad's band played at the preseason game.
0: And your dad's Um, undefeated, right? Every time you play. So
1: my dad is is now over 500. Uh, When my dad's band plays, they're over 500. And that's saying a lot for this Colts team over the last four years. So I was contacted. I have like a friend out here who's um, like a very, very talented actor. He was contacted by the Colts and the Colts are in Philadelphia right now. And they must have seen this episode of Hard Knocks. And they were like, you know, any magicians or comedians in the Philadelphia area? And I was like, oh, I'll fly out. Um, So I helped put together a list of people for the Colts to ask for their team entertainment.
0: Megan, listen, <laughs> next time you screwed up, you screwed up because next time you should, you should just reply with, I am actually in the Philadelphia area. And then you reach out to me. I got a zillion points for every airline that you can imagine. I will book uh-huh. your flight because I care about you and I know this is your Bye. dream. And then yeah. you can be in the Philadelphia area and you can be the entertainment. Oh my god
1: i'm here it's so crazy it's crazy um, but I,
0: I, i'm here wow
1: you know it's so wild yeah not here on location because still on double strike so i'm actually not working not legally allowed to work um just in philly i love i love cheese steak um okay megan let's get into our morons and mentions of the week you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna take it here because my moron unfortunately is the indianapolis colts um the Big news out of the NFL this week is the Colts have now granted Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. Contract uh, talks broke down weeks ago. He said he wanted a trade. Our owner, Jim Irsay, said they would never trade him. And then uh, during... Saturday's preseason game, Jim Irsay is interviewed and he says, I love Jonathan Taylor. I love his family. We're going to find a way to work this out. And then on Tuesday, I hear that they're going to trade him Mm -hmm. um I think this makes the Colts worse on like just speaking X's and O's he's the best part of the team um Mm -hmm. he is the most consistent he has been the bright spot of what has been a bleak couple of years so X's and O's makes the team worse and then just from like a, a heart and standpoint you go you know if there's guys that you want to pay because they're good guys and you think they're good for the organization and the community, Jonathan Taylor is one of them. And I think this reflects poorly on, on the Colts in the community at large.
0: It is really tough, right? You get a player like him, you fall in love with him, and then it's it's so short-lived. So I feel for you. I feel for Colts fans. I feel for Taylor. I do understand the business side of things, but it uh, it is all very unfortunate. Um, my moron of the week is my father. Um, so being a sports fan is not something that you get to choose. Although I have adopted the magic as my own, but really being a diehard sports fan is something that you're born into, right? Like I had no say in it. I was born a white Sox fan. My parents Mm -hmm. were this close to naming my sister, Frank Thomas O'Brien, because she was born in 1993, which was Frank Thomas's back to back MVP year. She would
1: have gone by Frankie. Which is I, I don't,
0: Probably something like that. My father claimed that it was a family name. His grandfather's name is Francis. My dad's name is Thomas. So, you know, it would have all come together. Now, I was born a White Sox fan. I had no say in this matter whatsoever. The year I was born was the year of the strike. But I went to my first baseball game when I was an infant. Like, my dad oh. is absolutely obsessed with the White Sox. He used to ditch high school. To get on the train and go watch the White Sox. This is like he cares about them more than he cares about his own children. Mm -hmm. And he passed that on to me. Now I loved everything about growing up a White Sox fan. I'm proud to be from the South side. I'm proud to represent the second city's second team. Mm -hmm. But enough is enough. And um what this organization has become. Um, is very unfortunate. There is news yesterday that finally Jerry Reinsdorf has immediately cut ties with the general manager, Kenny Williams, and with Rick Khan. And it is, this is long time coming. I cannot believe it took us so long to get to this point. But now there are rumors circulating that the White Sox could be moving cities. One of Yo! the locations is Nashville. And the reason my father is my oh, moron uh... is because I... I don't even, I didn't choose this life. I was forced into this life. And I look at my dad and I'm like, why did you do this to me? Because I don't wanna care, but I have to care. And if they leave Chicago, what am I supposed to do? Just become a fan of the Nashville White Sox? I can't Absolutely guess. not. No. So it, it's very upsetting. I am at the point where I don't even know who to blame. I would like Jerry to tell, I would like Jerry to sell the team. Some man walking on the street. Here's my frustration. He complimented my makeup as well. So I really appreciate that from the stranger. But my dad dad is the moron because um, he left me in this situation with this team that I can't quit. I really can't quit them. And I don't know if they leave Chicago, Megan, that's that's a dagger. A dagger because in my I, heart. That would
1: be absolutely devastating. I think that would be stupid. I've long not understood why they have the stadium face Northwest Indiana, which is hideous. And Well, not... because
0: they wanted the intersection to be where the old um, Comiskey was. So well, it's 35th and Shields, much like Wrigley is. Addison. Sorry, there's a truck. Yeah. Yes, much like Wrigley is on Addison. They wanted the intersection to be the same. So it's 35th and Shields. I know, but, but it's they ugly. Throw it, up. it is. They it's had ugly. the opportunity to have the outfield facing the beautiful skyline of Chicago. And instead, and it, said, was facing, no, scary. It, it was facing a, a project for a, a, long, a long period of time. Oh,
1: boy. Well, you know, my dad um, was raised a Bills fan and was a Bills fan. And then after the fourth Super Bowl loss, he just said, listen, the Colts are so bad. Let's just go all in. So you can't, but they were living and, and they moved to Indianapolis when the Colts moved to Indianapolis. So you do, you do sort of need stars to line. I'm also hearing you as a mother and going, oh no, is this, am I going to be Conrad's future moron of the week? Cause he's yep. like, why do I care about, Yep. Oh, I don't even, I don't even know. What well,
0: and f- I wish it was easy enough to just be like, you know what? I'm done with them. I can move on. But I'm not like I it's ingrained in me since I was a child. Like everything about the White Sox is what I love. But it's just it hurts me. If
1: they leave Chicago, they've left you. You haven't abandoned them. They've abandoned you.
0: But I mean, I think sorry, there's a motorcycle. Oh, my God. I apologize to all the listeners and thank you for bearing with me. But, Dad, I, I you owe me an apology because you really screwed up by making me a White Sox fan. It's like. Oh, I I think what would happen is I can't just jump ship, right? Like I can't just say, oh, now I live in Connecticut. I'm going to pick Yankees or Mets. I mean, I could pick a team for a year, but I can't pick a team to really be a fan of. I think I'd just be out on baseball as a whole.
1: Dodgers. Um, okay. Eddie. Gosh, I have a feeling Eddie's more on is coming from the baseball world too.
2: I, I've, uh, I've crossed the Yankees so many times on so many different pods. I'm just like, I'm tired of it. They don't even deserve okay. the airtime. I mean, okay. obviously the worst losing streak in like 30 years. I mean, a team that has a ton of, uh, of people, high expensive people on a payroll, you can't really rebuild, but your window and winning is closing because obviously Aaron judge and Garrett Cole, your two best players aren't getting any younger. Uh, it's not worth it. This one, um, is, you know, I'll, I'll preface this one, uh, that I, my moron is Well, so I love recently the the quarterback documentary, uh, obviously done by the fine people uh, at Omaha and uh, on Netflix as well. Like real, real in-depth behind the scenes, uh, pull back the curtain of Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. And then everyone was raving about the Johnny Manziel documentary you guys talked about in the pod and you were 100% correct. It was an amazing documentary. And I love watching Johnny football, Money Manziel growing up. So, and I'm not the biggest sports doc guy, but when there's one that really kind of uh, finds its way into, my crosshairs I want to watch and the next one I was really excited to see was the Swamp Kings the one about the Florida Gators documentary and I follow a loads of people on Twitter that are all they follow college football reporters and stuff and every single like person like the feedback has been it's terrible so my mourn is about uh the the people the creators of this Swamp Kings documentary because it seems like they just found a way to make it like a puff piece for urban Meyer. Um, when you have a team that had Tim Tebow, uh, arguably one of the greatest college football players of all time. It's certainly my favorite uh, Aaron Hernandez, the Pouncy twins, Percy Harvin, uh, Carlos Dunlap, uh, Cam Newton. And they just totally omitted all of those like plot points, so to speak, like they have nothing about the Urban Meyer hospital thing. They have no, nothing about Cam Newton's stolen laptop, nothing about the pouncing twins. They barely even mention. I think they only mentioned Aaron Pan once in the entire um, documentary. Uh, so when you have a team that was obviously very good, a lot of those players went on to the NFL. They won championships, people won the Heisman and you have one of the greatest uh, or at least more successful college coaches or Meyer, I understand you want to be like, yeah, he was a dominant coach in the sec, but to make it, a positive thing and not really talk about the insane madness that was going on as a real bummer because that team in those years they had, had so many national headlines for probably the wrong reasons. Um, That's a real bummer. So the, the creators of this, uh, you get my moron of the week. I'm sorry.
0: You know, it is tough with documentaries lately because um, in order to get these documentaries done, a lot of times like you need um, like, For example, The Last Dance, you're not going to get The Last Dance done without Michael Jordan's stamp of approval on it. And because of that, it isn't really a documentary. It's It's an autobiography. Exactly. That's kind of what we see with a lot of these documentaries. And many of them are well done, but they also are flawed in a way because it tells one side of the story not the actual side of the story
1: and I'm so gullible so that when you give me a documentary I go yes I'll sign any petition and then I'm like oh if you just showed me a documentary that showed the other side I'd be yes I'll sign that like they you know they're very compelling storytellers but as we were chatting about offline there was some stuff in the Manzel documentary that I'm like why don't we know one of his teammates you know like they throw, they show these incredible passes that are also caught by incredible wide receivers. And they're making it seem like he was playing with a bunch of kindergartners. And it's like Johnny Mansell had some very talented teammates. And I'd also like to hear from them about what they thought during that time. Okay. Um. All right. Let's get to the good news. My mensch this week, I was going to run it by you because I'm, I'm
0: guessing we may have the same mensch. I have three mensches.
1: Okay, great. So I'm definitely have one of yours, Shikari Richardson.
0: I love her. My current favorite athlete um, of all time. Current, current favorite athlete at the moment. I shouldn't say of all time. Current favorite athlete at the moment. And I hope Kevin Hench is listening because yes, I said athlete and yes, she is a runner. So just take it for what it's worth. Okay. I saw a
1: hench at a picket yesterday and I was like trying to find my friend and we, we did this to each other. Hi. Like we knew each other, but did even though we like definitely know each other, it was very funny. I was in a hat, sunglasses, looking for someone, you know, we're all, we're all a hundred and some days in. Okay. So Shikari Richardson, the current fastest woman on earth. And that is obviously an impressive feat, but to Overcome everything she has, and all the haters, and all that BS with the weed test, which like I wouldn't pass.
0: None of us would pass.
1: <laughs> um, so we're like pro Shikari doing whatever she wants. The hand flip, the wig pull, she just is incredible. She has risen. She is a phoenix, and we love her.
0: Her interviews are fantastic and she's very well thought out. I have really, I know this sounds so silly, but I like, I like, I'm not like a quote person where I put it on my wall, but there are certain things that stick with me. And when she won the national championship that qualified her to go on to worlds and represent team USA, she had a line where she ended her interview with, I'm not back. I'm better. And as I've, um, struggled in my comeback with my own running that is a mantra that I've been saying over and over and over in my head as I'm huffing and puffing and struggling to run distances that I could do with my eyes closed and out without breaking a sweat I just remind myself I'm not back I'm better and I really appreciate everything that shikari has done and how she's really inspired so many and what i love about her the most is that she's the ultimate competitor so you watch in that 100 meter race she ran it she ran it in 10 seconds and throughout those 10 seconds she never let herself get down she had a bad start she was coming out of lane nine which is not the easiest lane to win a championship out of when you're talking about track and field and she was doing against three dominant jamaican sprinters who usually just sweep the field. Um, she wouldn't take no for an answer. Didn't matter that she didn't have a good start coming off the blocks. She almost didn't even make it out of the semifinals. So for her to walk away as a world champion is this phenomenal feat. I think we're only seeing the beginning of Shikari Richardson. Yes. This is going to be a name that is in our our vocabulary for quite some time. And I'm so excited. Obviously, we, we've seen some Olympic legends, of, you know, Michael... Usain Bolt. I think Shikari is going to be one that we really remember and that we're going to be talking about.
1: Okay. Give us your two other mentions,
0: then. Um, My two other mentions. Bill Belichick is one of my mentions because on, on his weekly interview with WEEI, he was asked about Taylor Swift, which I thought yes. was very funny. Mm-hmm. And Bill Belichick had <laughs> the best response. He talked about how tough Taylor was for playing in the rain at Gillette Stadium. And he sort of mumbled it. And he was like, yeah, she's tough. She's out there playing in the rain, all three phases. I just, I love that. And then Bill was asked if he was a Swifty. And he replied, what does that mean? You get like a sweatshirt or something? (laughs) He's like, I got enough
1: sweatshirts.
0: (laughs) Which is great. And then he asked, he was like, you know, I do like some of her songs. That one song, you need to calm down, uh, really. resonates quite a bit with me and so um shout out to Bill Belichick you are an absolute mensch um every now and then he says a little something that makes us all laugh Um, and he's funny and I love it um and then my other mensch is Garrett Wilson and we're gonna get to him more in our hard knocks breakdown but uh I'm Ian Garrett wilson in a lot of my fantasy drafts, especially after last night. He is a mensch. He's fantastic. And obviously, I know he was offensive rookie the year last year, but uh, Hard Knocks had me really, like, eyes popping out. Oh, wait, another mensch, Skippy. Skippy over on Against All Odds. Oh, my God. Skippy is a legend. He's been spitting straight fire. If you don't know who Skippy is, it is the parlay kid, also known as Skippy when he was in high school. He's just been spitting straight fire if you listen to these podcasts lots of hot takes out of skippy and i love nothing more when he gets fired up about something even if i don't agree with him i just love when people are really animated about things so skippy you're you're a mensch
1: um okay eddie you got any good news
2: Um, Well, unfortunately, mine's a a sad one um, that just came across today. Um, But Kevin Hayes, NHL player, um, he's going to get my mention of the week. He wrote an article in the Players' Tribune about his brother Jimmy, who passed away. They were both um, NHL draft picks. Kevin, a first-round draft pick, actually the same age as me, the same school year as me. He attended Boston College while I was at BU. Um, So I definitely grew up uh, or watching those games despising him. Uh, Actually, funny, once that he I was walking on their campus my friend who went to BC was showing me around. He actually was like chirping me from a distance because I was wearing my BU stuff, um, which I always found funny. Then years later, he actually became a Ranger, so I I loved him. I really a, a truly like love hate relationship with this guy, but unfortunately, his brother Jimmy uh passed away two years ago and wrote an, aw- an awesome article. Um, I really encourage everyone to read it about how much he loved him and how he was his best friend, uh, even though he was his older brother and like you know, them playing on the same line in BC, them then getting drafted by the Blackhawks, uh, and being the same organization together. And it just seems like Jimmy was uh beloved in the, the city of Boston, and for Kevin to continue his career, like with the weight of that and him writing it, I, I literally this morning I was reading. It. I had to read a couple paragraphs and then like switch tabs because I was like, this is getting w- way too emotional for me. Um, so just seeing a guy that I rooted for for so many years, uh, obviously after I was rooting against him when it was BU versus BC, um, it's just uh, a, a real tough read. And I, I do wish him and the Hayes family the best. So that was a, a tough one to see, but um, he, he's having a great career and um, just seeing how emotional and how open he could be in this was, uh, I guess, really shocking because you don't see a lot of NHL players do this. But uh, again, wish the best to him, and he without a doubt gets my my mention the week here
1: and to the players tribune for offering like a space for athletes to do that that's where i fell in love with anthony richardson i know um cordell stewart has written a piece that's gotten a lot of attention about um his sexuality being questioned so just for there to be a forum for athletes to be like i'm not gonna speak through a reporter i'm just gonna write how i'm feeling i think we Obviously love that because we like being close to them. Okay, let's take a quick break and then we will be back with all of the sports news.
0: Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesar's Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesar Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code Full. That's O-M-A-H-A-F-U-L-L. And then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get it right back as a bonus bet. Must be 21 plus offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia and Wyoming only new users and first $10 plus wager only must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss maximum bonus bet. $1,250 $1,250 bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt tier credits and rewards credits will be added to the account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com promo for full terms void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelpLineMA.org. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and responsibility. Referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 1-877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369.
2: This podcast is
0: proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better.
2: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Okay, we are back. Megan, before we dive into the news, please let us know what you're eating and what you're drinking.
0: Oh, I have an almond milk latte right now. And um, I got a uh, feta and herb quiche.
1: Okay, so I made the viral feta egg this morning.
0: Oh, how was it?
1: It was good. It takes a lot of feta. You have oh, to like
0: God. I love feta. Big feta I feta do too. Really.
1: And maybe, um, maybe I used more than you need, but it was like oh, it was a lot of cheese, but it was it was very delicious. And you know, there's another mensch, feta. Okay, let's, you know what? I honestly want to get to football because that's really what's uh
0: should we do hard knocks first? Let's, let's do our little hard knocks recap. Last night's episode three of the hard knock season with the New York jets was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed the entire thing. Megan, uh, do you agree with me? Did it save the season?
1: Um, Yes, I still, so I think it was the best episode so far. I still think there was way too much in-game footage of preseason games we don't care about that, like, you know, we're seeing Zach Wilson. And then there's a guy that I'm like, who is this? We're not really even acknowledging that. But what they this episode did have was kids. And that's what we need. We need Randall Cobb's children on camera, finding out that they're going to be big brothers. And then the youngest one going, I want a baby in my belly too, mama. I mean, so amazing. Tanzel, Um, so we get the kids and then we get some guys who are on the bubble to make the team. And that's actually what we care about. We care about families and we care about bubble guys.
0: Well, I need to interject for a second. Randall Cobb has the most beautiful eyes that I've ever seen in my life. And I... This is one of the things about football that we don't get to see as much with the players. If you played in the NBA and didn't have a helmet on, we would know about Randall Cobb's eyes for years, and we would always be talking about his eyes. Um, Wow, he's so pretty, and his kids are beautiful. His wife is beautiful. I love the Cobb mob and how they all put their hands in there together, and I know we aren't really Aaron Rodgers stands on this podcast, but the relationship between Randall Cobb and Aaron Rodgers is special and Aaron Rodgers yes. recognizes that he recognized the significance of the moment of those two potentially playing their last game which it did sorry the bus which it okay. did end up being his last game in Green Bay and i thought it was um great awareness on Aaron Rodgers part not only for him and Randall Cobb to have that moment but for the fans to have that moment and be like, here are two guys that have meant so much to all of us here in Green Bay. And they're walking off Lambeau for the last time together. I loved it. I absolutely love it. And Aaron Rodgers is the godfather of one of Randall Cobb's sons.
1: That's actually, I was like, listen, I know we don't usually give him his flowers. You like the Randall Cobb moment. I I actually used to work with someone, too, who was uh, one of Rodgers receivers in Green Bay. And Rodgers is very close to his children as well. And that actually, I go listen, he's annoying. We can call him a drama queen. It's well-documented how we feel sometimes, but I do think for him to be this close to people's families Mm -hmm. and not just his own receivers, because we know he's very close with Nathaniel Hackett and knows his kids very well. They all call him uncle Aaron. I really do like that. And, and I wish we got more of that side.
0: Yeah. And then we saw when Dalvin Cook arrived at the Jets facility for practice, one of the first things Aaron asked Dalvin Cook about was not about the offense, was not about being in New York. It was about how his pregnant wife is doing and yeah. how um, excited, you know, he was asking about her delivery process. Are they going to induce her? Hopefully it won't be a long night. And it was just a side of Aaron Rodgers that I don't think we see enough. And yeah, especially that time to ask, I thought was it meant a lot
1: especially for someone that doesn't have kids, he actually like, m- my husband, didn't, I w- I was induced. And it's like, I don't think CJ knew what induced was until I was like, I'm being induced right now. Um, mm-hmm. It really, so at the, um, we meet a, we meet a guy named Tanzel and we see his baby. And while While um, his wife and child are watching the game, they seem to almost be in a suite or an area that's for Jets wives who also have little babies. And then we got the pregnant. Like, it really baffles me. And this is across all hard knocks, all NFL teams these, these wives are really able to time when these babies come. Like there's all these kids that are like all around the same exact age. Cause they're like, okay, you just got knocked out of the playoffs. I'm going to get pregnant right now. We're going to have this off season baby. Like it's, it's really like mind boggling.
0: Well, I mean, I guess they have to, right? Like I know uh, and a very different, but like similar, I know a lot of teachers in my life who time their pregnancies yeah. with summer vacation, just if yeah. they're timed off and you know, not everybody is able to do that with the human body and different complications that could come involved, but it is uh smart family planning, if you will. Right. Um, and obviously very hard to be in that situation and potentially have the husband miss the birth of a child. Heaven, um,
1: e- e- not even to mention, like when they're in the throes of se- of the season or prepping for the season and just being a Having a newborn that you're caring for by yourself in a city that, like, you may or may not have much support because you're not from there. I just like, I, 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 Tanzel's daughter is so cute in her little green outfit. I was okay, like, okay. I want that little top and bottom. I just, I, the moms are really amazing.
0: Okay. So, elsewhere on hard knocks, um, it kind of started off. We had this like speech, um, is supposed to be motivational from Robert Sala. And we've mentioned before, I'm attracted to Robert Sala. I think he is a very handsome man. Now, um, I think he also looks like a leader. He presents like one. I think the bald, um, he just has like very strong features. And then being bald but hot is a statement. And I think when he walks into a room, he, he screams power just by the way you look at him. But I really wasn't feeling motivated at all as he was giving this speech. I actually felt myself starting to doze off a little bit during it not saying he's a bad coach but um it was long-winded I wasn't sold I wasn't like really last year we had Dan Campbell and obviously very few coaches anywhere can be compared to Dan Campbell but I was ready to run through a wall for him didn't get the same effect out of um of Robert Sala. And they're,
1: they're, again, they're going all in on this all gas, no break. They have it everywhere. They have it on the doors. And it was, this motivational speech was sort of like, here are the four kinds of people that there are. Um, it, a contender is someone that he said is driven by outside forces like money fame power and I go I'm that's me <laughs> like and then it was like that was like second to last a survivor was like I'm doing the bare minimum I'm like maybe I'm a survivor too well he um,
0: way too in depth I kind of forgot what the four things were by the time he got there I felt like I was back in school during a lecture yeah. about the policy well and guys was- were
1: taking notes like but I'm I like I not believe it when I Megan when I was watching it I go are they gonna be tested like do they have like preseason pop quizzes to be like did you listen now what would be on my robert sala preseason pop quiz is how many children does he have did you catch oh, that
0: number nope missed it i fell again, asleep during the speech
1: Megan, <laughs> he has um okay let's uh, uh, i'm going to set the line at 5 do you think it's over or under
0: well i'm going to take over now because of the way you set it up he has seven children He's hot. He's hot. Does he have any multiples? Are any of them? Um, are any? I don't know. But that his be, son.
1: Right? His son was there playing catch with Aaron Rodgers, and his son looks just like him, and so that was cute.
0: You know what's get... wild? Like my dad's one of seven. My mom is one of six. My uh, father-in-law is one of eight. It's like back in the day, people used to pop them out, and they didn't even think about paying this for them. This isn't back in the day. This I know it's crazy. Isn't
1: day. Okay, crazy. Mila and Ella, Jacob. Adam, Michael, Sam, and Zane.
0: Oh Um, my gosh. So at the end of Sala's speech, a moment that we must talk about happened. The Jets owner came up and displayed his new chain to the team. Megan, what did you think of this chain that we saw?
1: The one and only thing I wrote down was owners are so embarrassing. Because it's like, you know he thought this was so funny. And it's like... Woody we're going to like chuckle cuz ultimately you sign our checks but like <laughs> have you ever you've seen like the the video of the teacher that's like this and like dapping the kids up just an old white man that's what it felt like like i was like oh no, I'm getting such secondhand embarrassment from watching this billionaire basically pay these men to laugh at his weird joke. That's clearly probably $250,000.
0: This was just like when Robert Kraft at the Super Bowl got up on stage and danced with Cardi B, which was also one of those moments. Now, obviously love Robert. Very nice man. But the, the chain, the dancing, uh, I don't chuck a good chuckle out of it, but you're right about the owners. It is uh, certainly a thing. Oh, my gosh. I'm being blinded by the sun. Okay, Megan, as a Patriots fan, I really struggle with the Jets because we do hate them. And I kind of have been talking myself into this narrative that the Jets are overhyped throughout the season. I'm like, oh, they're overhyped. Rogers is getting older. You know, like, I, I don't know if they're going to be that good. I think maybe the Patriots are still going to be able to beat them. I'm really talking myself into this. And then Hard Knocks cuts to this package of Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers throwing Garrett Wilson passes. And oh, I know he's good. We watched him last year win NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. But man, he's so fast. He has <laughs> such good hands. And all I'm thinking about as I'm watching this is, <clears throat> all right, he is single-handedly going to beat teams. He is single-handedly going to beat the Patriots. I love Garrett Wilson. I do. I really do. And it makes me so sad that the Patriots um, undervalue the wide receiver position because we will never have somebody like Garrett Wilson.
1: Yeah, It. it I think from watching Hard Knocks and, and obviously we're having a narrative sort of fed to us directly and I'm eating it um is that the the weakest part of the jets is the offensive line and the colts also have a bad offensive line a lot of teams have bad offensive lines and it's made me really consider pushing my toddler into being an offensive lineman as as i was very much on record saying he'll never play football but i go i mean could i let him be a center maybe i could
0: yeah just anything but running back don't have him do that honestly a backup quarterback is a really good life too Lots more pressure. Offensive line, though, eat whatever you want, right?
1: Um, yeah, exactly. And he okay. Does what that.
0: other notes do I have from um?
1: Um, I oh. really liked seeing Izzy. Izzy is a rookie running back, and they showed his family. Oh, he it is me in the stands he did he had like a knee on knee injury but then they showed him at the end and it seems like it wasn't serious i loved his mom a guy came up and was like are you izzy's mom oh my god i'm shaking which is like sir you seem unwell um but i did the one pro bowl i went to there were jets fans there so there are unwell jets fans everywhere um the guy was so excited to get a picture with a rookie running back's mom <laughs>
0: Quinn and Williams is absolutely hilarious. I think he's so funny. They always cut to him at the best sound bites um, at all of these great moments. And then um, one of my other final notes that I have here is about Nathaniel Hackett. And what we realized about Nathaniel Hackett is he really is his own breed. He has his own certain sayings that he said. He's always kind of kidding. And it kind of makes me realize why things may have not worked out in Denver. Because I think now that we're seeing it on hard knocks, we're like, oh, yeah, he's just weird. And that's funny. Yeah, he's a little quirky
1: and has has like an interesting sense of humor.
0: But when he takes over a team like the Broncos and they're not used to that being his normal demeanor, it's like, who the hell is this guy? So I do think when, because people always get, it's a three strike lead league. So you get two chances at being a head coach. And then sometimes you get a third chance at being a head coach. I'm going to say when Nathaniel Hackett will get another head coaching opportunity. And I think it will go much better because now we just kind of, um, are expecting how quirky and weird he is.
1: Yeah. I'm guessing that when he was heading up the Broncos, he probably suppressed a lot of that mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, as a coordinator, I can fully be myself as a coach. I really need to be business regimented. And and now he's kind of back to how he likes to be. Um, we ended the episode with Ralph Macchio there. I. This is, for this being the best episode I was like I'm good are you putting sunscreen on
0: yeah the sun came out and man it's it's popping and I can't get wrinkles so we're putting on a little a little you look
1: so gorgeous and it's like for once for once I did my hair after last week my husband seeing the clip and going you could have brushed your hair
0: well really Uh, it's not it's not fair I'm literally coming from another tv show that I do so uh this is just how i look right now and i also want to let you know that i'm screaming inside to wipe all of this off my face and i'm just keeping it on for you okay
1: um all right well we do have our nfl fill in the blank game that was wildly, wildly successful um last week so megan do you want me to kick us off with our first sentence um yes go ahead i'm ready Baker Mayfield as the Bucks starting quarterback will be the word I'm going to use is lackluster. I think for the Bucks to go from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield is a ooh boy. I guess the saving grace of why this might work is that this has to be Baker Mayfield's last chance as a starting quarterback. Maybe he got new scenery, it's going to work, but like that that Bucks team even when Brady was there, it felt very dysfunctional. As a fantasy owner that had Mike Evans for multiple years, he underproduces. He has pops, but it's not enough. I, I oof. It's like, I, I, I know they're trying to win because that's the point of the sport, but Baker Mayfield's the best option you could come up with? That is... Shocking to me.
0: It is kind of tough to go from Tom Brady to anyone and Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield, who's obviously trying to revitalize his career is a tough one. Um, my fill in the blank here, Baker Mayfield as the Bucks' starting quarterback will be okay. I think it's going to be okay for Baker and the Bucs. Um, Tom Brady is gone. A new era has began in Tampa. T- t- ticket sales are down. Um, there's a lot less expectations. And when we look at quarterbacks around the league, there really is a significant drop off. You have those top, top guys. And then it's like, okay, this is who we're going to end up with. And it's better than ending up with somebody else, right? Like there's a reason a lot of these quarterbacks stay in the league for a really, really long time. I think this is a perfect spot for Baker to kind of just hang in there because I think that's all we can really expect from Baker right now. I think, he is going to stay in the league for a long time if he can prove that he can hang in in Tampa. Uh, again, it's a it's a weak division. They uh, don't have a lot of talent surrounding him, but if he can be a leader in the locker room and if he can string together a couple of wins and help develop some younger guys who are newer to the league, I think we'll see Baker around a little bit longer. It's wild that he's a
1: veteran presence now. Okay, yeah. so there was this report. I, I, it came from Stephen A. Smith, and and Stefan Diggs has now said it's not true that Stefan Diggs wants to leave the Bills. I think you and I both think this definitely could be true. Um, yeah. So the sentence is Stefan Diggs feels blank about the Bills. Megan, what's your word?
0: Flighted by the Bills. And obviously we've seen um, some of the drama and I think Bill's fans and the Bill's organization was hoping that by now heading into the season, this will be in the past and they could just move forward. It doesn't quite seem like it's in the past yet, which could be problematic for this Bill's team. Stephon Diggs is someone that they need.
1: Yeah. I think he's probably feeling when now or I'm out of here. Uh, the AFC is, is the much harder division. The bills are a good team. Um, they have not been able to get over that hump. And the hump is the chiefs and the Bengals, and whoever else may emerge chargers, uh, as maybe
0: now the jets,
1: I, the (laughs) jets. Um, so they're in a very difficult spot and, and his window is probably, you know, closing as windows close. And so I think he's like, I, we get it done or I'm shit me out of here.
0: Okay. Yes, yeah, so I'm with you. I'm with you on that. The next one is Blank will perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. We saw Taylor Swift was allegedly asked. She turned it down. Good move for everybody because, man, there's a truck. But, man, um, tickets for the Super Bowl are already pricey, and they would become even pricier, and Swifties would take over the Super Bowl, which I don't think necessarily is a bad thing. Um I had this conversation with some colleagues at work yesterday and I could not uh, place it. I love Ed Sheeran. So I'm going to say Ed Sheeran, but I would like to go on record saying I don't think it would be. I don't think he really fits Super Bowl halftime. I think he fits more acoustic venue, but he's hot right now. And why yeah. not? Let's go Uh, my favorite Ginger Ed.
1: He's a ballads guy, too. And I and I think the Super Bowl is more like pump up. Yeah, so he's been on a retirement tour for years now. And Taylor Swift is going to surpass him as the highest grossing tour of all time. I think a way to take some of that shine back could be Elton John.
0: I love it, Megan. I absolutely I love it, Megan. I absolutely love it. Uh give us Elton John at the Super Bowl. I think he's performed at Super Bowl half times before, correct? Has he? Let me look. I don't I don't know. We could look that up. But um hey, do it again. Run it back. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I love Elton John. Um Let's do it. He's somebody that I'm very bummed I've never seen perform live. Um, our next fill in the blank. Blank will be the most impressive rookie quarterback. We already know Megan's answer. It's going to be um, Anthony Richardson. I know mm-hmm. this guy is not a rookie, but um, I'm going to say Jordan Love will be our most impressive first-year quarterback. I know you're not a first-year, first-year starting quarterback, whatever we want to call it. Um, I'm excited to watch the Jordan Love era begin.
1: Yeah, my sister in law is a Packers fan. I gotta get I gotta get her temperature on how she's feeling about the team because it's like it's almost like oh Rogers is gone, they're gone, and it's like no. I mean they're a they're a real franchise that has that has talent there, and I think a lot of pride. And their fans would not accept quote unquote rebuilding. That is not what Packers fans want. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, see Anthony Richardson, that's obviously who I'm picking. I was very sad that the Colts did not have him play in any of this past week's preseason game. I know you, you don't want him to get hurt, but he also needs reps and needs to sort of adjust to the timing of the game he's also massive like that's Mm -hmm. kind of the reason you picked him is because it feels like he can't get hurt as easily as some other mobile quarterbacks so put him in the game the game was almost sold out for
0: preseason people want to see him that's exciting wow it's a good time to be uh go horse right good time to be horse maybe you can be here at the beginning. You could, like, hey, that when Anthony Richardson goes down to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, you can say, I remember when they drafted him.
1: I, listen, I've been there since the beginning, and the beginning has only led to one Super Bowl championship. That's um, okay.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you about Anthony Richardson. I saw you posted him on your story. Uh, did you get a response? Any DM from him? Any anything? Any like? I, any fire emoji?
1: I didn't, but I also didn't tag him.
0: Uh, Megan,
1: what are you doing? Well, because now it's in like now we're in. Now we got to be prepared. Now we got to be going. I did get a reply um, from my friend who's married to a Colts player, former okay. former former Colts Super Bowl champion. Um, I right, well, him. He follows you. He wants. I he know. Likes oh, you. Listen, he wouldn't when the season, you if he didn't like you. We're go- I'm going to be tagging him. We're going to be tagging him, but. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I didn't want to come on too thirsty, but you're right. I need to remind him that I'm here and I'm, I'm going to a game in Indianapolis this year. Yes. So I'm very, very
0: well, like, this is what you should be planning for. Like you've got to get tag him now, make sure the DM conversation is going. Because maybe yeah. he sets you up with some sideline passes or, or maybe a private autographing, you know, session or whatever, just. Start oh my God. If he
1: signed Conrad's head. Um, I'm doing two shows in Indianapolis on a Friday. Now you would know better than me. So I have two shows on a Friday. If they have mm-hmm. a Sunday game, can he come to shows on a Friday?
0: Yeah. You could come to a show on a Friday. Okay. Now I'm they also- stay in a hotel on Saturday night. Typically, even if okay. it's a home game, they all stay in a hotel. Well, at least the Patriots players stay in a hotel. And they sort of have like babysitters that have to watch the hotel to make sure the guys don't go out.
1: I also desperately need Marvin Harrison Jr. to come to my show in Columbus.
0: Now, I don't think like every player, like I'm sure like Tom Brady, I don't know if he was doing that. Maybe he was. I don't know. I I really don't know. I've never like sat outside that hotel and stalked it. But I think some of the veteran players probably earned the right to sleep in their own bed the night before the game. But for the most part, I think all of the players stay in that hotel I don't know I don't know maybe things have changed you know
1: um we are this upcoming weekend now the Colts play uh Thursday so game preseason games start Thursday through Sunday it's the final preseason game and then there's a week off and then the regular season starts Megan what do you think is going to be the most exciting part of the final preseason games
0: uh fantasy football drafts I'm getting ready for a bunch of them and it's always an exciting time just watching some of these players. During um, their training camps, during these joint practices and trying to figure out who's going to go where in the fantasy drafts is what I am solely focused on right now.
1: Um, I know you were really, really disappointed in me that I resigned from a fantasy. Yeah,
0: I'm pissed at you. I have joined a different one.
1: Thank you. So I left um, male comedians high and dry and I joined with my Chicago gal pals. So I'm still back in one. I think Aaron Rodgers playing in a preseason game for the first time since 2018 will be the most exciting part of the final preseason game. Um, we have, you know, he's never had to do it, but he's on a new team. I think it'll be exciting too, because they're going to like build it up and hard knock so much. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy for, for you and I to get to. Oh, be there.
0: And another little shout out for Aaron Rodgers. I, I do like the way that he's helped to support Zach Wilson and yes. watching Zach Wilson. Kind to get the second opportunity even though he's still with the same team um I also thought it was funny when he was chirping Zach Wilson for wearing like the sweat band that he wears around his head he's like really man yeah. you got to wear that and he's like man I get sweat in my eyes yeah so now we know why he wears the hair style that he does. I am I'm
1: I like Zach Wilson and I and I think this is a very difficult situation I actually think he's He's being pretty mature and handling it pretty well.
0: You like Zach Wilson. This is big news, Megan, because um, when you just saw him, the first time you ever saw him, you were like, no, he is not for me. And you've stood by that for quite a while.
1: I couldn't remember his name and I called him a Hitler Youth. Yes. So I think he's being mature. And you know what? I know he likes moms. So.
0: (laughs) So, hey, Zach Wilson, Megan's DMs are open. If Anthony Richardson doesn't slide in, you can slide into those him, him.
1: and Guy Fieri are the only two blonde men I've ever
0: liked. <laughs> that's that's a uh, he's in good company. I like it. I like. I mean, it's hard to really match up to Guy in in any way, shape, or form. But I like. It. Um, I think that's it for the
1: NFL. You want to take a break, and then we'll come back with some college football and some baseball. Let's do it. Okay, we are back. Um. Eddie, I know Notre Dame kicks off college football in Dublin this weekend. Dan Patrick is there. I know someone who's on his honeymoon and making his wife go there. Um, They are almost a 21-point favorite. Eddie, I'm going to invite you back in since Notre Dame is starting the college football season. Are you feeling hopeful about this? Oh, yeah.
2: I'm wearing my uh, Notre Dame shirt right now. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this season. You know, they have, they brought in Sam Hartman, obviously um, a guy that was a talented quarterback on a team without talent. Notre Dame is full of talent. Um, it's a good year for them too, because when you look at these great programs, they're all kind of moving on from their quarterbacks. We're used to Georgia new starting quarterback, Alabama still hasn't announced theirs yet. To my knowledge, um, Ohio state going through it as well. So the, the schools we're used to um, don't have that guy in place really outside of Michigan with McCarthy and then obviously Caleb Williams at SC. But so I, I think that's a, a huge advantage for Notre Dame. With this game specifically, I mean, there's a reason why they're a three touchdown favorite. I think they should be able to just run the ball all over Navy, um, control the clock, take the air of the football. Notre Dame's offensive line is fantastic. Joe Alter, their left tackle, is probably going to go top five in the draft. And uh, Audrey Estime, their beast of a running back, uh, I think he's going to feast on the ground. So I don't even think they're going to even ask too much of Sam Harmon to make plays. Um, this should be a real easy first win for. Coach Freeman and the gang there. And I I do think if Notre Dame wins two out of their three big games, you know, versus Southern Cal Clemson and Ohio state, um, when two of those three are at home, I think they will be in a pretty good position to uh, make a bid for a playoff run.
0: Yeah. If they win two out of those three there, that's pretty hard to deny. Obviously we haven't seen any of these teams play yet. So um, maybe we're all wrong with that analysis, but I think two out of those three, you can't really get much better than that for Notre Dame. But the quarterback conference this college football season really is the Pac-12. What a way for the Pac-12 to go out because we know that they're a mess and they have no teams left, essentially. I mean, they have Cal, they have Stanford, they have you know, no, a couple of done. others left. But they're, they're done. You look at the quarterbacks this year. It is very exciting. And the guys on Against All Odds highlighted that they did a Pac-12 preview last week. I highly recommend anybody who is interested in gambling on teams over unders to give that podcast a listen um because I even found myself realizing how much I was underrating the Pac-12 this season. There's going to be a lot of good games and for us East Coasters out here, a lot of late nights that I'm going to absolutely um regret staying up and trying to win back all the money I lost earlier in the day because now I live in a legal gambling state, which is dangerous for everybody. Well, maybe you're going to I mean you bought a house I'm down to three dollars in my account. And I'm like, well, looks like what am I going to do? Just quit gambling? No, I need to go uh, put some more in there. So it's gonna you be gotta re-up.
1: we're already my family is going to be in the Bahamas the first week of October. And my brother is already like he like arranged his sweet daughter swimming with the dolphins so we can go to the sports book afterwards and watch all the NFL games.
0: I love it. That's what you have to do during this football season. So week zero begins this week for college football. It's Navy against Notre Dame. That game obviously be playing be, will be played in Ireland. UMass, a six-and-a-half-point underdog against New Mexico State. You have Ohio against San Diego State. Hawaii at Vanderbilt. San Jose State against USC. We will get to see Caleb Williams. Uh, this one's going to be a bloodbath, though. USC 31-point favorites. And FIU against Louisiana Tech. FIU is um is the underdog by eleven points there. So, yeah, um, I'm excited to see San Diego State in this one. the The Aztecs out of San Diego State. I mean, they're only getting two and a half against Ohio. Maybe Ohio will be some some of the uh, the leaders of the pack as it relates to the MAC. And I love me All some I, action.
1: Everyone I know who went to OU like parties more than. Any person on earth. Um, Really? The fact they even have a football team is shocking to me. Um, I just think... (laughs) Hawaii has been through so much as a state and it is Maui is where my husband and I went after we got engaged. We went on our honeymoon and we went on our baby moon there. It is such a beloved place for so many that I would love to see this Hawaii football team come out and beat Vanderbilt and, and just make a statement for the entire state that we are all with them.
0: That would be great. I, I hope so, too. I'm not optimistic about it, but I hope so. Let's let's get it done. Vandy, come on. Sit some guys. Start talking. Yeah.
1: Vanderbilt. You don't really have a football team either.
0: This isn't about you, Vandy. OK, this, this is not is about, about Hawaii. You. This is about Hawaii. Um, all right. Let's move on to some NBA news. I know it's not really NBA season, but Team USA defeated Germany 99 to 91 in an exhibition game. Team USA went five and and0 in exhibition games this uh this little season that they're doing here. Yeah,
1: and and my husband is obviously watching it. I, I think as a Pacers fan, I'm I've had a lot of fun watching Tyrese Halberton and he's playing
0: He's re- been amazing, Megan. He's, he's been really amazing. well and,
1: and so you know I'm making it about me. Um even though it's called Team USA, I'm calling it Team Megan's feelings and I'm feeling good about
0: the Pacers. I'm really upset because I'm leaving Orlando, as you all know, and it was announced yesterday that the Orlando Magic have signed Mac McClung, who famously won the dunk contest last yes, year. Yes, that white boy. <laughs> oh, he's so perfect. I would have, I, I have a Mac McClung shirt. I ordered one after he won the dunk contest. He's perfect for this Magic team, especially after losing my King, Bull Stuff The ma- the Mascot personal friend of mine. is actually is going to be great friends with Mac. And I'm excited for him to experience Orlando. And I'm very sad that I will not be there for it.
1: So there was this clip that went viral and it's Steph Curry saying on Gilbert Arenas's podcast um, and show that he's the best point guard in the history of the NBA. So it's Gilbert Arenas who then hosts the show with Josiah Johnson, um, who is a good friend in this viral clip. Josiah Johnson is wearing a follow-through T-shirt. My husband's company. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really all I got.
0: I <laughs> absolutely love to see it. The NBA is also investigating James Harden in the situation regarding Daryl Morey.
2: I mean, wonder
1: what I, they're gonna find. Yeah, the thing is, the investigation is just like petty. It's not even to try and like see if any rules were broken. They're just like, okay, you really hate him. Can you let us know what happened? And to that, I say, Adam Silver, let us know because we need this gossip
0: yeah i want to hear it i want to hear all of it and i want to know what's going on with mb too and what what his deal with is with can you tell
1: us finally what Doku did because he's like a crush of mine and i just need to know if that's not okay
0: yeah let us know please let us know i feel like they're just uh waiting they, they've done the ultimate pr tactic which is just uh just bury it, right? Just don't bury talk about it. it for ship him off to
1: Houston.
0: <laughs> yeah, bury it. If you don't talk about it long enough, everybody will forget about it, which is it is true. It works. It's like, oh, yeah, he had that one thing with the Celtics that one time. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that.
1: Um, okay, so as you said, switching gears to baseball, Ken Williams is gone. Uh, the White Sox have also fired GM Rich
0: Hahn. Yeah, Rick Hahn, he's gone. Thank God. These Rick- two should have been gone forever ago. Like, So long ago, it's ridiculous. Uh, The White Sox have said that they will try to find a single person to replace. Kenny Williams as vice president and Rick Hahn as general manager. They're going to have one person do the job. They're hoping to find it by the end of the season. Got a notification on my phone during this podcast that Michael Kopech left the game. He was their starting pitcher today with some sort of leg cramp. So things are looking awful for the White Sox, as they always are. And uh, followed up, I was supposed to follow up with them on my first pitch notice. They want to make sure I was okay after surgery. I followed up and the email bounced back and the person coordinating it is on paternity leave. So, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen this season. And now with the team and the state they are, should I even do it?
1: Maybe next season. But I would like I'm really glad that this father is taking time out of his schedule to be there for the birth and raising of his child. So paternity leave is a good thing. Maybe he also like saw what was going on. He was like, I'm going to go take He's care like, of
0: you kid. know what we're gonna we're gonna give megan um another season she's been through enough
1: um okay megan i have to go do therapy as oh, i'm so um, excited
0: for you that's great i i need some
1: so uh well she was on she was on um uh, my therapist was on vacation and it's like they mm. always go on vacation in august and it's like august is a very bad month to go on vacation um we are still on double strike please come see me on the road i'll be in chicago Columbus, Cincinnati, and Indianapolis. We're going to have a hoot and nanny of a time. I did buy a pleather Colts blue dress to wear for my Ooh. Indianapolis shows.
0: Ooh. I wore a pleather dress the other night on TV, and um, it took three people to zip it up one to hold <laughs> down, one to hold up, and one to actually, actually zip. But it did fit and it was great. Uh, it's just one of those little material things that, uh, oh, and I also have a million dollar uh, idea. You guys can all steal it. Just give me credit. Um, miking up a person who's on air is really hard because uh-huh. of dresses and all of these other right. things, a lot of the dresses they wear, I actually, you know, this is really behind the scenes. Don't wear a bra. Don't wear a bra with them. It makes it tough for the audio guys. So I would like someone to invent some sort of pocket in the back of women's clothing specifically for tv so you can put the mic pack in there and then you avoid that moment where it goes on your skin and you go oh it's cold oh, yeah. um so yeah just think about it someone invented it. i will buy it i will silent invest i will support all of those things make sure you head on over to peacock i i'm on wwe's the bump raw talk smackdown lowdown this week in wwe um lots of things on peacock and um, yeah, it's it's gonna be great. Um, but I think that does it for us on Megan Fun of Sports of so my partner Megan Gailey. I'm Megan Connolly, and we will see you guys next week.
1: Bye.